Everybody, the Houston Wrestling Tracks Part 2 with David Burton this time. A hard man, it's very hard to get a hold of, by the way, so we're gonna have a good time. David Burton, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Why is why why is it so hard to get a hold of you, bro? Tell the people. Yeah, man, it's hard to get a hold of this brother. I want to suplex him every once in a while, but in the end, every now and then, he come on through. Let's get into it. First of all, let's talk about it. You you already saw it last Wednesday night. First of all, I want to thank you for all the birthday love and all the appreciation. I appreciate it very much. As the check engine like him on yesterday, I am now in my 30s. Good Lord have mercy. We're going to have fun with this one. But let's get into it. Uh, what the hell happened with MJF and Regal? I'm not surprised. You know, this guy was always an asshole. So. I'm like, first of all, Regal turns on Moxley. Saw that coming. Moxley, I mean, Regal's supposed to be represent, representation with MJF. Okay. All of a sudden, bam, knocks out Regal. But nonetheless, that jerk is your AEW World Heavyweight Champion. I'm going to be interested to see how long he's going to be watching. Yeah. Now that he has it. Now normally, MJF will participate in the Diamond Ring Tournament, but now that he's the champion, we're going to have a different change in, in venue. Or change in participation, actually. It's normally he that carries the ring. Say again? Which is a good thing. I mean, it doesn't make sense. He's, he's, he's got the belt, so there's no need for him to be in it. Yeah. It's a nice, by the way, it's actually, the winner gets a nice, actually nice ring, by the way. A cool nice ring. And a title shot. That's not too bad either. And he's made his own, his own AEW on title. That's horrible. Yeah, I don't like it. Now I'ma try, I'm give I'm give it time, I don't like it. Well, I don't expect it to stay that way. I think it's just there as long as he's trying. Yeah. And he's he's playing he's gonna wear it off he's gonna defend it off, uh, rarely, which is all for a champion to do. He's gonna rare he's gonna defend the championship rarely, I mean. So it's gonna be interesting to have MJF as your world champion. Yeah. But you know, December well this month is gonna be an interesting month because there's really no papers. With the exception of Ring of Honor, which will take place next week, by the way. 
on December the 10th in Arlington, Texas, the backyard of Dallas, Texas, by the way. And uh, only three matches have been announced so far. You have uh, Chris Jericho, who defended Ring of Honor title against Claudio Castanoli. And if Claudio loses, he must join the Jericho Appreciation Society. You have Daniel Garcia defends the Pure Championship against Wheeler Yuta. And you have Mercedes Martinez defends the ROH Women's Championship against Athena. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this, but, you know, Jim Cornette kind of... He probably has a... Uh, a good opinion, saying that ROH is just a dead brand. I mean, I see why he says it, but, you know, the company does not have a weekly television show. They're only surviving through its uh, pay-per-views. And, um, they need more. Tony, not the brightest guy in the world. You know, he needs more talent for Ring of Honor. AEW has way, way, way too many talent. But he should have did. Well, the last, I'd say about 20 people he signed for that company, he should have signed him for ROH solely. Because hmm. you look at, I was looking at this, and every Ring of Honor championship, they're all held by contracted AEW wrestlers. With the exception of the six-man tag team titles. So, the world champion, Chris Jericho, AEW. You have Daniel Garcia, the pure champion, the world television champion, Samoa Joe. The women's champion is Mercedes Martinez. The tag team champion is, is um, FTR. All their titles are held by contracted AEW wrestlers. And that's not good. It's not a good look for a company. Where all your titles are held by people in another company. So what you're saying is AW, like I see it, is on life support. Not AW, Ring of Honor. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Until he gets them a television deal. Right now, the only way they're surviving is through paper How interesting. But they're surviving, so. I'm sure there's a spot. For example, uh, I guess you could, I guess you could slap it on um, C, the CW network, perhaps. Maybe, but um, Tony needs to sign more wrestlers at all which I think that's part of the problem why they don't have TV. So what you're going to do, take all of AEW's wrestlers and put them in the Ring of Honor? No. You gotta have, Ring of Honor needs to have their own talent. Mm. You can't sign everybody to um, AEW. And that's becoming a problem for AEW, is that they have too many talent. You know, they're starting to do something that WWE did years ago when they was ready to let go. When they, when they was ready to let somebody go, they would have that person sit home for weeks and months at a time and not be on television. Mm-hmm. 
only when there was a block of Vince Bond gone, but that's what AEW is doing now because he has so much talent. But Tony should have signed half of those guys and ruined the lot. Then our reach would have had themselves a decent company. Because mm-hmm. if I was a network and somebody's presenting a wrestling company to me and I see you only have a little bit of talent, I'm not going to go with that. You need to have a full-fledged roster, which ROH does not have. But then again, I'm not surprised if Tony Khan is inexperienced and the fact that he's a fan and has no clue what to do in terms of business doesn't help either. Well, let's talk about somebody who got experience. Old Faithful WWE. Let's go back to uh, uh, Survivor Series Saturday. Would you, would you pin a little War Games? War Games? Ooh. Well, I really enjoyed the AJ Styles Finn Balor match. I thought that was the match of the night. I really did. I never liked the Women's War Games match, so that I thought I didn't like. I mean, that whole match was just a clusterfuck. It was all over the place. Now, the men's... The men's was much better. The men's was much better than the women's. You had the whole thing with Sami Zayn going on, and then for Kevin Owens to come in out of nowhere and join the team. And remember, Kevin Owens chose to join the Brawling Bruce team, which put... Uh, which unfairly put Sami Zayn in a bad spot. So you have that story and the ramifications leading into it made that match much better. Mm-hmm. But execution-wise, it was decent, but it could have been better. Speaking of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, let's go back to Friday. Uh, Kevin Owens said, look here, if I was you, I would, I would... I would get done for they get me. And then, unbeknownst to Sami Zayn, Jay Uso is hearing that. Jay Uso said, hey, what's, did anybody talk to you? I just got here, he said. Liar. And Saturday, he, Roman Reigns confronts Jay Uso, uh, Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn, I'm going to do what I got to do. And he did what he had to do. Sami Zayn made, the lie was in the sand. Sami Zayn, Shows the the bloodline through and through, ladies and gentlemen. There's no doubt. There is no doubt now. Sammy Zayn is Sammy Uso. Yeah, Sammy Zayn had to uh, prove to Jay Uso. He damn sure Roman Reigns was like, all right, he didn't screw us over. Now, Kevin Owens said, look. I don't, I don't blame, I, I agree with Kevin Owens, I don't blame you, man, you did what you had to do, I'll do the same thing, but as far as I'm concerned, we're done. Oh, remember, Kevin Owens wants nothing to do with Sami Zayn. No friends, no foes, no travel buddies, no, no, no nothing. Yes, Kevin Owens has been warning Sami Zayn, don't trust him because they're using you. And once they're done using you, they're going to turn on you. Sammy's not trying to hear it. Well, he got a point. Think about it. Let's, 
well, if the time does come for him to be turned on, after you, after you, if you have one job and you do that one job, are you really needing any more? claimed a certain amount of time. You see, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And he never said how long he's going to be with the company. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. And return. And trust me, more people are going to return to WWE over time. Uh huh. So I wouldn't put it past if he does return. And I hope if he does return, it's his rightful place. At NXT, bring Shawn Michaels behind the scenes, put William Regal in the, in, on on television role, and, and we're almost back how we got where we started. And what's the name of that? that I'm trying to remember the name of that new match they announced on NXT. The Iron Survivors Challenge. There you go. What do you think of that? It's interesting. I, I, I don't like it, but I'm not against it either. Uh, I don't know. I gotta see it hmm. But you know, it's, you know, there's an old saying, it may sound good on paper until it's actually executed on television and then it's a whole big Then you go from there. But to be honest, 
they didn't do that to kind of like kick themselves in the nuts because they already announced it on television. So I'm hoping that's what they did, but we'll see what happens. Hmm. Person, me personally, in my honest opinion, I don't think the match is going to be good, but I could be proven wrong, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. With this NXT special, NXT deadline is the next one. But they're doing, I believe, that is this month as well. And of course, that's not a pay-per-view, so I'm not going to count it as a pay-per-view. Like I said, the only um, pay-per-view in terms of companies you got is ROH's Final Battle. Impact has no pay-per-views, WWE doesn't have a pay-per-view, and neither does AEW. Of course, AEW's next pay-per-view is not until February. WWE's is a Royal Rumble next month. And they're gonna be returning to the Alamo Dome. Wait, man, wait, 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 wait. You skipping something. You skipping day one. Hold on. Day one, they canceled day one. Oh, for real? I thought they were gonna do it as planned. No, they canceled that. Oh. I must have forgot about it. Let's take a look here. I got a calendar here. Let me see here. Day one is history. Uh-huh. Let's see here. Ah, that's messed up. I'm looking forward to that, dang it. That 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 year when Randy Orton won the Rumble, he would he would verbally uh renege on his opportunity to win, to go to WrestleMania because the rules state if the if the winner is unable or unwilling, then the web the second runner up should take his place. And Roman Randy Orton told Bray Wyatt at the time he is quote unquote part of the Wyatt family as long as you're the master. And I and I'm the student. I'm no longer. I, I'm not competing against you at the at WrestleMania, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he verbally gave up his opportunity. Not technically, he made him think he was going to give it up, but it ended up being one big giant swerve after Great White won the title. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Styles and 
four other guys. And that's how John Cena's 16th title reign came to an end was inside the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. And speaking of John Cena, there's a, there's a rumor going around that he may finally be a part of WrestleMania. After missing the last two WrestleManias, two years in a row, It's interesting because um, WrestleMania last year, he missed it doing the Peacemaker, and the year before that, he missed it also doing the Peacemaker. I can't wait for season two, by the way. Yes, and uh, speaking of January, we've got to talk about uh, Wrestle Kingdom, January 4th. This will also be a Antonio Inoki tribute show, and of course Inoki passed on October 1st of this year, so it's going to be a huge, huge, huge show. And um, it's going to be interesting because it was going to be a two-night show. They canceled it, said it was going to return on one night, but the show was going to be two nights again. The second night is going to be basically an Antonio Loki tribute show. The first night will be the Wrestle Kingdom show. So they're back to two matches. I mean, two nights, excuse me. It's interesting. It was two nights. They canceled it, said it was going to be one, and then that was two nights again. But to be honest, because of the circumstances, I understand why it's two nights. So if Antonio Inoki didn't pass away, it still would have been one night. But anyway, let me announce and run down some of the matches for uh, Russell Kingdom. This is the Russell Kingdom card, not the Antonio Inoki tribute show which they didn't announce any matches for that night. But anyway, here's the January 4th card. You have Jay White defending the IWGP heavyweight, World Heavyweight Championship against Kazuzuko Okada. You have Kyrie Sane. The front, you ask Kyrie Sane, the former WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, and his team uh, champion. She's the first ever IWGP Women's Champion. She will have her first title defense against Tam Nakano. Zack Sabre Jr. will defend the television champion. Oh, no, 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 he's not defending. Excuse me. I read that too fast. It's going to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Rainerita in the finals of the television championship tournament. The winner will be the first ever IWGP World Television Champion. Then you have a fatal four-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Tomorrow, Ishii will defend against Hiromu Takahashi, Master Wado, and El Desperado. And you have Will Ospreay defending the IWGP United States Championship against AEW Kenny Omega. And those are the five matches that was made so far. <clears throat> I tell you what, I'm looking forward to the Okada Jay White match and the Omega Will Ospreay match. 
course, for new American fans, of course, um, any New Japan pay-per-view, they go and air by their time. So we get their pay-per-views at exactly 4 a.m. And if you happen to be up or if you want to stay up and watch their shows, you have that option as your choice. Of course, if you don't want to pay for pay-per-view, you have New Japan's uh, streaming service, New Japan World. You have the WrestlingNetwork.in. And what's the other one? Uh, WatchWrestling.ai. There you go. Hmm. Now, those are your options if you don't want to order the pay-per-view. And that's if you're going to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yes, sir. Can you imagine waking up, waking up, I mean, I, I get it. And I know that there's some people who, who are going to be asleep and they will wake up to watch that show, and that's fine. You know, people do it for the Saudi shows. Of course, WWE Saudi shows, they go by Saudi Arabia's time, so their pay-per-views start at 12 noon here in the States. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people, they are sleeping before that, and they wake up to watch uh, the Saudi pay-per-view. So, of course, New Japan and stuff is different. That's much, much, much earlier. Yes, sir. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm feeling just a tad bit generous. I'm going to do our monthly hookup uh, at WrestleTracks.com. I'm not, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know when exactly. I might give you something for Christmas. I say about Christmas till New Year's, which is not that, not that long. So you got that, that, that much time. So I say day before Christmas Eve, all the way to no it screw it. The I I I, I give you all the I, I give you from Christmas Eve to January thirty first. I'm feeling generous. Christmas Eve, January thirty first. I don't know the code yet. I don't know how much I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a percentage. I'm gonna give you a uh dip or this this kind of gonna be. But stay tuned to all our platforms to find out. And I give you that code. Take advantage of that code, and you save yourself some money. That's cool. I also got to say um, a special congratulations to the head of the table, Roman Reigns, who uh, became the number one wrestler on um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 500 list. So congrats to him. And what is this? This is December 1st, so um, at the end of the year, they're going to have their awards. Their awards for the best wrestler, male and female, match of the year, things of nature. Ah, yes. That's one of the things I look forward to, so I'm interested when that magazine comes out and the names are announced. I'm glad you said that, because speaking of matches, it's a good matches of the year. At Wrestling Trash, we have our annual broadcast, best best two thousand best of, best of the year. Uh, so this year, best two thousand twenty one twenty two. Excuse me, my bad. The best two thousand twenty two. Y'all know how y'all know how we do it. Make a list of the best matches that you thought were awesome. We'll talk about it around this show, 
and we'll put a ranking system together. Number uh two through number let's do number two through ten. We're gonna leave a space at the top for number one. Only one of those matches can be can be declared the match of the year. It can be from any organization, any company, Triple A, Lucha Underground, not Lucha Underground, Triple A, uh, New Japan, Pro Wrestling Noah, Good Old WWE, Ring of AEW slash Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, MLW, any wrestling company in existence right now. It must be a wrestling company in existence right now. Yes, sir. And and uh, we'll talk about it. We'll leave a space at the top, two through ten, and number well only only one of those matches can be declared the match of the year. That's the only thing I'm saying. Only one. Okay, only be one. What is number one? And there's been some great ones. There's been some great ones. There's been some bad ones. But only the great ones make the list. Mm-hmm. That's the whole <coughs> part of that. <coughs> hey, what about WWE's re-entering the Indian market? Jeez, jeez, jeez. Well, wait a minute. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. That's how, that's how I look. We only have, like, well, we only got, I was going to say, uh, what you call it? He's Canadian. We have a few Indian wrestlers, so we need more. Yeah. We got plenty of Samoans. We got plenty of Canadians. Who? Great Khali in his home country of India. That dude was insanely over in his home country. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is part of the reason why he went into the Hall of Fame. Actually, that's the only reason he went in. Mm. They were able to uh, break into that Indian market, and they're looking to um, increase the... the their status in that country. And I know they've hired several Indian wrestlers and they're going to go back to India, have another tryout, and they're even looking to do a pay-per-view in India as well next year. And unlike Saudi, they're less strict with women, unlike Saudi. That's true. Because in India... A woman don't have to do all that traditional dress like like you would have to do in Saudi, so they can wear the traditional gear in India. Yeah, India is not like Saudi. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; they're strict, but Saudi is more stricter. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of uh, traditionists in uh, India, so India is going to be pretty interesting. And I know that WWE, part of the reason why they're doing what they're doing is A, to get more wrestlers, and B, um, I'm positive they want at least one person out of the pack to break out and be that big star for India, mm-hmm. like Holly was. They tried it with Ginger Mahal and it failed. Because Ginger's Canadian, that's why. Yeah, he is Canadian, even though he has a little bit of pride India in him, so... 
they use that, or probably Indian in him, so they use that background, and anyway, the whole thing was a fail. To be honest, I'm sure, then again, I'm not surprised, because, you know, but they take it off, they take the butt off him soon, when they should have. Mm. But yeah, that whole thing was a colossal failure. It was the worst and longest 170 days people had to suffer through. Because that's how long he was WWE champion. 170 days, and he should have been champion sooner. I was like, this shit is not working. And no disrespect to Ginger Mahal. He's a good talent, he's a good worker, but he's not a world's champion. I'm sorry, he's, he's not. I don't want to sound mean, but you know, there are some guys who are tailor made not to be world champion, just the way they, they are. You know, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, how can I compare it to? It's like when a wrestler is a baby face and that wrestler tries to be a heel and it fails every single time. Like, you're just a natural baby face. You might as well stay that way. Or vice versa. Or the heel tries to be a baby face and it's terrible. They suck. It goes wrong. Like, you, you know what? You just stay a bad guy because you're a natural heel. That happens. And the same thing can be said for certain guys and girls when it comes to main event status and being a world champion. There are some people who just can't get that done. It's like you're not a world's champion. As good as you are, you're not a world's champion. Like people are not gonna pay money to see you. People are not gonna be invested enough to see you as a world champion. You're not that appealing. That's just how it is. And it's not, it's not a derogatory term to people. That's just how it is. You know, only certain people can break out and have that success. Mm. For example, they took a chance on, on JBL. Before that, he was a Bradshaw. And before that, he was, well, before that, he was a Bradshaw in the APA. And then before that, he was of a cowboy playing old gimmick Bradshaw, Justin Hulk Bradshaw, and Blackjack Bradshaw. So they took a chance with him and he made it work. Plus, one of the reasons why the whole JBL gimmick worked is because some of that was how he was in real life. You know, he did he did do business. He did do the whole Wall Street thing. So part of that made sense and it helped make it work. But John was good enough and talented enough to uh, be successful like that. So yeah, it's not for everybody. Hmm. That's like Ray Mysterio and he tried to make him a bad guy and WCW. That failed so bad. So what did they do? Hey, let's try to put him in a group and leave him as a bad guy. And that still didn't work. You know, I don't... I don't... They, they took his mask off, made him a bad guy after having him by himself, and then they put him in a group and kept him as a bad guy, and the whole thing failed. 
Rey Mysterio is not a bad guy. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's tailor-made to be a babyface. And he's been a babyface 90% of his whole career. You know, thank you so I have never heard anybody, whether you like him or not, I've never heard anybody badmouth Rey Mysterio. Me either, and that's a rarity in wrestling. And yes, Rey Mysterio was a bad guy, but it was very, very brief. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only a select few guys in the business that was either a bad guy or a good guy their entire careers. For example, you look at Ricky Steamboat, he's been a good guy, a babyface his whole career. He's never been a bad guy. He's never been a heel. Even even Sting was a bad guy at one point. Well, I'm technically not going to count when he started in the business, but I'm talking about as in terms as when he was already established. He was a bad guy in WCW in the late 99. And unfortunately, that failed miserably, and he had to end up being a good guy again. But his time as a, a bad guy was brief. Mm-hmm. And they tried to do it again in TNA, and that failed. Mm. I was like, yeah. I'm talking about when he was by himself. Then they put Sting in the main event mafia. And he was the only good guy in the group, which it was funny. It was an interesting dynamic, but it was funny. Like, you're in a heel faction, and you're the only baby face in the group. You know, out of all the things TNA did, that had to be one of the best things they ever did, was the main event mafia. And I love the concept. Every male member of the group was a former world champion. Everybody. You had Kurt Angle, you had Sting, you had Booker, you had Scott Steiner. Even when they kicked Sting out and bought some more Joe, and Joe was a former world champion because he's won the TNA title and the Ring of Honor title. And then Taz, he was with him for a little while while he was Samo- while he was managing um, uh, Samoa Joe. Taz being a former ECW world champion. So that, 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 that was awesome. I liked that group. The whole gimmick, the whole, man, it was awesome. That was one of the best things they ever did. I don't know whose idea it was, but that was brilliant. Come on, I know even you liked the main event mafia. It was all right. You know, because it's interesting because during that period, that's when I started watching TNA, like, a lot. Because before that, I was only watching it on, I was only watching it on occasion. So I wasn't watching it that much. But when the main event Mafia was around, I was watching it a lot more often. And then when Hogan came in and Rob Van Dam and they did the whole immortal stuff, I was watching it a lot then, too during that period. Now, some people didn't like Hogan and TNA, but I gotta be honest, when he came in, 
you know, TNA did very, very well, and they got some of the biggest numbers they ever had. And the whole Immortal stuff was awesome. But once Immortal broke up, and then they brought in the Aces and Aids, that's when shit started going downhill. Now, towards the beginning, the Aces and Aids was cool. But then, later on, it, it just, I don't know, it sucked. Everybody started getting their masks taken off, and then it started getting the water down, and it was terrible. But the only saving grace about that group was Bully Ray and his mic work. And of course, D-Ron and Team 3D. But other than that, it was just trash. But I remember when they first started attacking random people, arriving in motorcycles and having masks on, and then talking and using a voice modulator, that, 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 that part was cool. Uh, the early beginnings of the group. Yeah, that was when Impact was very, 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 very good. <laughs> I will say this though, Impact the last about, the last three or four pay-per-views have been really decent. I have no complaints about their last couple of, uh, the last three or four pay-per-views. They've been good. They've been, uh, very good. And of course, I did see Hard Times 3, the NWA's pay-per-view. Uh, I talked about that on the last show. Tyrus was crowned the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. A lot of people are not happy about seeing Tyrus a world champion, but it is what it is. So we're going to see what happens with his title So it's going to be a lot of interesting things that's going to be happening between, especially with the WWE, which is still in a transition period. So we're going to, it's going to be interesting to see how the WWE is going to be a year from now, with Vince being gone. AEW, they've had more than, they've been around for three years, so they're already established. The WWE, they're still in their transition period, so I want to see where they're going to be at as a whole a year later. So... This whole thing started on July 22nd when Vince announced his retirement. So, on July 22nd, 2023, let's see what happens. By then. That's going to be interesting. Well, I don't know about Shirley, but my time has to be short here. I got to cut out and take care of some other things. As usual, I had fun. Everybody take care and be safe. And COVID is still a thing, even though it's not as big as it was before. But please be careful. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, David. Ladies and gentlemen, Russ Trash brought to you by Back and some more LLC. They put the day delivery. Now, see your license. You need more information. You can drive trucks. All you got to do is hit them up. You go to two, you go to uh triple eight seven one two two five eight seven eight one seven two zero four seven two five nine. We got backup.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. 
Thank you, David. I'll see you guys next time on Wrestling Tracks. Choo-choo.